Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is your host Hayden Bow. Today I have Charlie Dixon on the podcast. Uh, he is a member at the Hybrid Gym, he's part of the Hybrid team. Um, he is a former IPF powerlifting world champion. Uh, kind of a fun story there, he actually beat uh, uh, another member of the Hybrid squad, Simon Chang, who is sometimes on the podcast. Charlie came first and Simon came second and uh, nobody can believe that they're in the same weight class, but somehow that's true. Um, uh, Charlie is also a, a DPT, a doctor of physical therapy, uh, and works uh, with people uh, to get out of pain, whether it be uh, in exercise or everyday life, uh, through a company called Barbell Medicine. So definitely check him out if you're hurt, if you're hurting uh, in either of those scenarios. Um, we talk about Charlie's move to Miami. Uh, his involvement in the gym, his transition from being one of the best powerlifters in the world, the best in his weight class, to now a boxer. It's really interesting, really close to home for us because we've seen our own Steffi Cohen go from doing the exact same thing. So cool to see both the female and the, the male uh, perspective and, and see how their journeys were similar uh, and also different. As always, Screenshot this episode while you're listening to it. Throw it up in your story on Instagram. Tag me, tag Charlie, tag Hybrid Unlimited, and you'll automatically be entered in a draw to potentially win some Hybrid Legacy brand apparel. It's the official apparel of Hybrid Unlimited as well as Hybrid Performance Method. Uh, also, if you're looking for a strength program, check us out at hybridstrengthcoach.com. We have everything from general fitness through the hybrid body program to all of the specifics, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, um, uh, the hybrid athlete program, which is great. That one is uh, a, more of a general strength and conditioning program, but geared towards people who want to be uh, competitive in whatever the more traditional sports they might be taking uh, part in are. Uh, and we've got a lot more coming, so check us out. That's HybridStrengthCoach.com. What's up, everyone? It's your favorite podcast producer, Nick Tricana, here to give you a word from our incredible sponsor over at Element. Listen, you're not getting enough electrolytes or salt in your diet. I see it. Steffi sees it. Hayden sees it. We all see it. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with no sugar, no artificial ingredients, and no BS. Everyone needs electrolytes, especially those on low-carb diets, practice intermittent fasting, are physically active, or sweat a lot. But don't just take my word for it. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. U.S. Olympians, players in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and even our own special forces drink Element. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm the pinnacle of self-performance, but ever since Steffi turned me on to Element, I've seen vast improvements in my everyday training and recovery. You guys can try Element today with a totally risk-free, no-questions-asked refund policy. And you know what? Because we love y'all so much over here at Hybrid Unlimited, we're going to hook you up with a free sample pack of Element just for you. Each sample pack includes eight grab-and-go packets in a variety of different flavors. All you have to do is go to drinkelement.com hybrid. That's drinklmnt.com hybrid. Again, that's drinklmnt.com slash hybrid for your free sample pack of eight grab-and-go element packets. Stay salty, my friends. Now back to the podcast. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, second time. Not a lot of people have done two. We've got a couple. I think Jordan's done like four at this point. He's like basically a, a co-host. But other than that, that's what an honor for you. Yeah, I'm very honored. <laughs> a lot has changed since you were on the podcast last I mean, your whole life completely changed, actually. 
Um, last time you were here, you were just in town. Last time you were on the podcast, you were just in town visiting. Now you live here. You're part of the hybrid squad. They're just like, you're doing a different sport. So last time you were here, I feel like maybe you were scoping it out a little bit, thinking about yep. possibly making the move. So what all happened that made you take that step? So we did that podcast on a Monday. So it was like the very first day I'd got here. Uh, I remember we went to the uh, Russian Turkish baths that week. Oh yeah. I got a few sessions with Kareem and I think it was the second or the third session. Kareem's uh, my boxing coach, by the way. Um, second or third session, I was like, yeah, I think we're going to move down here. And he kind of laughed and he was like, this guy, this guy, I don't know <laughs> if he actually believed me, but, uh, yeah, I moved down here June of last year. And I remember after our first training session together, he's like, you know, let's set a goal to compete next May. And we ended up having our, our first boxing match this past weekend. So I guess I'm an amateur boxer now. Wow. What you, I hope that it wasn't the Russian bathhouse that, uh, you know, sealed the deal for you. <laughs> have you seen what's been going on with them? Yeah. They, they basically condemned that whole building and there's been like a battle online between the Russian bathhouse owner and the people who own the con or I guess the condominium, whoever owns it, that company, um, cause they're, they're selling it to a new developer. It's getting knocked down. And this the guy went and did a big rant on the bathhouse, like social, uh, Instagram story. And I think he got in trouble for it because it was gone really soon after. But for those who don't know the Russian Turkish baths, uh, was, in a grungy old hotel on South Beach. It was the least clean environment I think one can be in. Yeah. Didn't close down for a day during the COVID pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I don't think is very good. That place was like a COVID incubator. Um, but to be fair, I took the risk and I was going as well during that yeah. time. You know, a lot of people were. And, and I made it through with no COVID. So that was Same. good. Um, but yeah, it's you. You moved down here. Uh, when did you move? What was it? Uh, June twenty twenty one. So last okay. year. And then your training style completely changed. What's that like? Going, I've seen Steffi go through it. Um, going from you know, basically the the two opposite ends. Like strength obviously helps you to a certain extent in boxing, but I think not to the extent most people think. And also learning how to use your strength is, is important. Um, but it's like. You're, you, both of you guys were so overpowered, you know, compared to anyone you're ever going to fight that yeah. it's like, you probably don't really have to work on that much you right. know, anymore. Um, so yeah. What, what's that like? I think it was mentally, it was harder for me to let go of powerlifting. It gave us so much a part of my identity. Um, and I was really good at it. And of course I had a, a low back injury that kind of took me out of it and got me interested in boxing because I could go hit a heavy bag without much issue. So for the pretty much all last year, I was training with Kareem like three or four times a week, just doing some sessions some sparring here and there and uh, just getting in better shape and learning the basics. And outside of that, I was kind of doing my own, you know, strength training and I added in some more plyometric stuff, some more conditioning. And I was kind of doing my own thing with that and kind of like a, I kept the power lifts in there because I, once again, I enjoy sure. doing them. And I'm very tied to it. Um, and it would kind of give me like that, that win that I needed. You know, if I had a, I remember 
like last September had a rough sparring session and uh I was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go work up to a single the next day on the squat see how it feels because <laughs> it had been a while and I went in and it felt really good and then I just kind of repeated that for like six to eight weeks and I got back really close to my feet I think I squatted 675 oh wow um in training again and then uh that was like last November wow took a break went to Virginia what was your best while you're competing in powerlifting uh 683 oh wow oh that's super close yeah so it was right there um last December went back to Virginia took some time off spent some time with family then when I came back I started doing the strength and conditioning classes here at the gym with uh Randy and some of the other fighters that train. And that was really helpful too. I think in the last two to three months, um, having that really improved my conditioning. I felt more agile and stuff with the boxing training. Of course, we ramped that up too as we got closer right. to competition. Um, yeah, it's funny that you say that uh, about being hard to let go of the powerlifting because it's so ingrained in my uh, like psyche now that if I go into the gym and I don't do either a squat, a bench or a deadlift, I literally feel like I didn't train. Same. Like I could, I could run for two hours, you know, do an entire bodybuilding workout. And I'm like, I just feel like I didn't do anything. Yeah. And not because I'm not tired, like I'm exhausted or whatever, but like, I don't know. It's like a sadistic thing almost. Yeah. <laughs> like this didn't hurt bad enough in the way that I'm used to being hurt. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Um, I know. So, and I kind of did the same thing the other day. I went in and just, I didn't get close to anywhere near my max, but I went in and I threw like 230 kilos on, just did a single and it was like a grinder, which I was surprised. I didn't think it was going to be like that, but it hurt. Right. <laughs> you know, like it hurt like I'm used to. Um, but for you, so you did that, you said you worked up until November getting, you know, pretty much back to where you were yeah. in terms of powerlifting numbers. And then you switched it. Like what, how did you end up like letting go, letting go? I think when, uh, Steffi and Simon, they count, they intervened and were like, Hey, you should come to our strength and conditioning classes. It was like, all right, I, I can follow directions well and stuff like that. Typically I used to have a coach for powerlifting and I didn't really have to think about it. I'm just go in and execute. So I think just having that kind of presence and guidance really switched it for me it made it a lot easier yeah yeah that's nice and both those guys have such a good understanding of training yeah um but, well girl and guy yeah um so yeah you're in good hands there and that environment it was awesome i i remember running some of those classes and you have uh, you know like uh rogan gracie uh mahmoud sebi yeah. olympic wrestler now fights in bellator randy costa from the ufc um Troy fights in one championship. Yep. Who else is there? Um, Tarzan came a few times. Tarzan came a few times. Uh, the real Tarzan on Instagram. Mike uh, is his name. Um, uh, a few bo like uh, tr like classic boxers, um, and then obviously, and Steffi would jump in on the workouts too. So yep. it's like really competitive group. I remember being there, and it was like hyping me up because it felt kind of like being in the the gym with like the hockey team growing up having that vibe of all these guys pushing you and you know you can see who's gonna who's gonna push and do the extra reps and like all that so it's absolutely really cool vibe so what was something that you identified i guess either physically or mentally 
going into changing from, you know, the way that you were training into like, like it's sinking in and being like, I have a, a fight now. What was it that you and Kareem were working on specifically? Uh, in our own training? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I remember the day he told me we, we have a fight. It was just a different energy about it. We started training, uh, a little more frequently from like three to four, like four to five times a week. Um, sparring started getting a little more intense, especially, uh, those last couple months spar a lot more frequently. And yeah, even in the strength and conditioning stuff, I remember starting out, like I felt kind of, um, not in, I was in good shape, but not the shape I needed to be. And from the start of that till these last few weeks, I felt in incredible shape. Um, I was able to run like five miles at like a seven fifty pace the whole time. Oh, like that's great. The conditioning improved a ton. Um, confidence in the ring improved a ton. You know, I remember the first few sparring sessions I was kind of skeptical getting hit in the face. Oh yeah. Um, a little nervous with that. And now it's just part of the, you just learn to accept it easier, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You, well, your sparring definitely got more intense. I came to the few of those last sessions. And I'm like, you guys are going to kill each other. <laughs> There's a couple of shots that landed and I was just like, oh man, I'm so glad that's not me. Um, and you gave Kareem that, that big goose egg. I was like, I remember watching that one. Uh, so you, you pop Kareem, get him right in the eye, immediate black eye, <laughs> giant goose egg swells up. He's like squinting, looks like so uncomfortable. And then he comes in, he's like, after thank you charlie thank you i love you for this i'm like this sport's so weird he was so proud he was so proud yeah he was yeah he's talking to me after yeah that's cool yeah it was awesome i mean you guys both were landing some big shots too because i feel like most of the sparring sessions i watch especially when it's people that know each other well you feel like some punches are being pulled but i think kareem really wanted to prepare you so you guys were like yeah you guys are really swinging. It's funny. Like, uh, he'll always start like, you know, just go easy, go easy, not full power. And then he'll start wailing on me with some big shots. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's what we're doing. And then that switch turns on and we just start going that's, at so it. So there's no actual communication. You're just like, this isn't what you said. <laughs> you have to like crank it up a little bit. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Uh, did either of you guys actually get like hurt at all? Like uh, rocked or dropped or anything? No. Huh? What about just like? the next day hurting yeah i definitely had uh, a few times I, I got a black eye marcelo he trains with us sometimes mm. uh, back in january i got a black eye from him um you wake up with, like some sore ribs and things like that yeah um, i've definitely the body shots yeah i i have hurt him with some body shots a few times yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. well i've seen him i've seen him you, you catch him and then him be like whoa, whoa one sec <laughs> <laughs> yeah he told me after he's like he he's like what, when Charlie was a beginner, his size wasn't as much of a problem because because Kareem's skill level was so much higher. He's like, but now that your skill level is higher, now your size is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you had your first fight. What was that experience like? Insane. That I've never experienced anything like that before. So um, how how would you compare it to something like? you know, another individual sport, like being like powerlifting, something yeah. you're familiar with. So I would say the whole time I kind of treated it like a powerlifting meet. I remember I actually ran into you and Jeff and some of the mm -hmm. Caesar, uh, backstage, uh, went to use the bathroom before 
put the hand wraps on and everything. So after that, came out of the bathroom. It was, you know, like three or four fights out. Yeah. I remember getting the hand wraps and just feeling really focused, similar to a powerlifting meet. You know, you've been training the specific way for such a long time that, you know, it's a different environment, but, you know, this is what you've been practicing for. So put the gloves on, started hitting the pads. Everything felt really good backstage. And then uh, after the intermission, they're like, all right, you're up. Put the headgear on. And we walk into the ballroom, the back of the ballroom. Um, there's, it's a packed house. You know, I have my, my brother and my nephew walking out with me. Kareem's with me. Simon's with me. And walking out to the ring, uh, walked out to Voodoo Child. That, that was a song Kareem and I always vibed on. And... <laughs> I remember I got in the ring and it's a different type of feeling because with powerlifting, you can kind of control, okay, I'm going to, you know, lift this way. I've done this in training before, you know, you know, what's going on in the bar. There's a little bit more control there mm-hmm. in this scenario. There's a lot more uncertainty involved. We don't know anything about this opponent, what he's going to do, his strategy. All I know is, you know, Kareem and I, we had a game plan when to go out, establish the jab early, uh, go to his body quite a bit and, use the left hand, especially that first 30 seconds, because it's two or three, two minute rounds. So it's going to be a quick fight. And I remember I, uh, originally thought my opponent got into the ring and he's in his corner. I'm in my corner. I thought the ref was going to pull us together. Kind of like the UFC, they bring them together. Like, you know, whenever the rules in the back, this and that, and, uh, that didn't happen. Just like, all right, go. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> I got to fight now. <laughs> So I, it's I, like someone going on two when you're skydiving. Yeah, they tell you they're gonna do go on three. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, touch gloves. And I remember I threw a couple jabs to his body, and he just came out hard. Um, he started swinging, and all strategy, everything, just kind of went out of the window. And I just started engaging in that firefight because originally we thought, you know. I, have an intimidating presence and I would mm-hmm. be able to establish the middle of the ring. He's probably going to circle on the outside and, you know, props to him. He had a really good game plan. He came out, uh, poured on a lot of volume with his punches. And that like first minute I was throwing a lot into all those shots and we were just connecting back and forth. And I'm um, out to go back and watch it a few times because I didn't remember anything from the fight. It was really? such a blur. There was so much adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And I remember after like a minute and 20 seconds of just throwing bombs, I, I was like, oh shit, I need to slow down a little bit. I could start to feel my legs start to go. I couldn't really breathe that well. So I was like, I need to slow down this pace a little. And uh, that was the, the start of the fight. That was round, in round one? In round one. Round, minute 20 in round one? Yep. So, okay. How did, so that, how did that affect you? Were, you? were you able to recover going into round two? In round two, I... I was definitely feeling fatigued. Um, I knew I needed to to slow things down a little bit, but he kept coming forward and staying in the pocket. So it was really just a lot of toe to toe. I could still hear Kareem in the corner. He was yelling five, two, which is a lead left hook and a, a straight. Mm. I did throw that. Um, that's probably the only thing I heard the whole fight. Hmm. Um, and yeah, he, he definitely landed more punches. He threw more punches. Uh, throughout the fight, he ended up getting the, the decision. Um, I did feel like I landed some pretty good shots, but uh, kind of looking back and reflecting, I think the big thing from a preparation standpoint is getting or replicating that in training, right? So doing those two minute rounds where you're 
putting out a lot more volume because in a lot of sparring sure. like you had watched or we had done it was more like six to eight rounds of three minutes and the pace is a lot slower um you know i i would kind of put my guard up let karun throw his punches his combos and they would kind of gas out and then i could go mm -hmm. I, I did that a few times but that guy he just kept coming he kept going. yeah he kept going so i feel like that's a bit of a difference between uh pro and amateur because amateur you're getting scored on points right yep so it doesn't matter necessarily how hard you're touching the guy it's just who's touching who more right exactly so it, whereas in in pro boxing you have a lot more of that right trade 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 try and land some really big solid punches you know if that's your yeah. style at least yeah some guys are volume punchers in, in the pros too but um but yeah that was very much how, uh, how you guys were sparring yeah you know like you said cream would throw a combo you know you'd defend you'd throw a combo and back and forth it's tough if someone just like rapid fire on you yeah honestly i'm sure if you're not used to that yeah so uh, and, and also, it's interesting that you said, because I've heard this from a few people who have gone into their first fights, is that you were, were in great cardio shape. Yeah. You know, like you were riding five miles at a seven-minute pace. Uh, and especially for how big you are, right? Like, that's, that's really fast. Um, and then a minute and 20 in the ring, you're feeling like you can't feel your legs. Yeah. And uh, I've heard this from my friend John, who did... He did, he did a full Muay Thai camp in Thailand and then fought Mu uh, a Muay Thai fight. Said the exact same thing. Um, Steffi said the same thing. And do you, you just chalk it up to a adrenaline? Yeah, I think adrenaline definitely played a huge role in it. Um, had all you guys there, friends and family there. It's, you know, first time hopping in the ring. It's definitely a, a different experience, but. What's up, everyone? It's your favorite podcast producer, Nick Tricana, here to give you a word from our incredible sponsor over at Element. Because we love y'all so much over here at Hybrid Unlimited, we're going to hook you up with a free sample pack of Element just for you. Each sample pack includes eight grab-and-go packets in a variety of different flavors. All you have to do is go to drinkelement.com slash hybrid. That's drink lmnt.com slash hybrid um yeah and i think just things that i can control and, and do better is just getting used to that high volume especially with amateur boxing where it is more point based as opposed to trying to inflict as much damage um and just getting used to that have you looked up any techniques of, of like how to control that adrenaline dump or is that just more a factor of being like comfortable in that situation i think there are some strategies like uh breathing for sure i definitely wasn't paying attention to my breathing at all uh you know like breathing and taking deep breaths to the nose and stuff i was just okay fight or flight this guy's coming at me i need to like swing and try to take his head off um and i i think just the experience of it too you kind of know what to expect a little bit more i yeah. think that definitely helps too what what do you do in a scenario like that where a guy is just throwing so many punches i would cover up and he there would be some breaks right no one can sustain that high level output forever and there were some breaks so i would just cover up let him throw shots none of them really hurt or caught me or anything like that um and then once he would get done throwing i would try to you know respond back and, and throw some punches back and keep him off me okay so yeah. just timing timing is the big right? thing yeah interesting yeah that's uh 
Well, that's cool. I can't wait to see you like working all these. Ch it's it's been really cool actually to see first Steffi go through the process and see her training from nothing to and now she's had what three three fights, and now now you go through the same thing, um, and just see the transition. You know, from because I also I I stopped at the like a quarter of the way that you did, but in the beginning it's like I thought about myself. I'm like I'm an athletic person. I played hockey, weightlifting at a high level, powerlifting, played lots of other sports as a kid and had a good aptitude for most of them. And then something about boxing, it's like, I just felt goofy. I felt like I forgot how to use my body again. You know, I just thought I, you know, it didn't look, didn't look like what I was watching on TV, you know? So, uh, it's tough even to just overcome that as somebody who is used to things coming to them like pretty naturally and easily to just feel like a complete you know beginner again like you don't know how to use your, your body or whatever um so yeah to see you do that it's like you guys you look good in there with kareem like i watch you and kareem and it's it, you guys uh, it doesn't look like a pro versus a, a guy who's never fought before you know so yeah. it's just pretty cool to see i appreciate it yeah, yeah no sweat. um so what are your plans with boxing we're we're gonna fight again sometime this year uh, this year yeah we we trained earlier today uh maybe like fall late summer early fall somewhere in there okay try to find another event to to go to keep it local i, I think it'd be great to keep it local yeah well wow, that'd be cool that was fun taking the uh the team team bus up there yeah had a whole army up there yeah next time we should do it so that uh we all go up for your weigh-ins and everything too because we just got one on up for the fight but yeah cool to have the, the entourage around for sure man i appreciate you guys coming out that it really meant a lot oh absolutely yeah. wouldn't miss it uh you have any plans to return to powerlifting at any point in time i'll probably i'll probably do another meet for sure at some point uh not anytime soon i, I don't see that happening but i'm still very much involved in the sport i coach a lot of powerlifters still i uh on monday when uh fight was on last saturday rested sunday came in on monday uh, there's some guys in the gym. I worked up to like a single on the squat and the bench. And I, I love those. What would you do? Uh, I think it was like 528 on the squat. It felt pretty heavy. And then uh, like 345-ish on the bench. 345 on bench. What do you think uh, you lost? Like if in any one of the lifts, did you lose the most strength in? Uh, bench press for sure. Really? Just because you took your upper body from being like one rep output to like Seven thousand reps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the weight changes too. When I first moved down here, I was like two hundred eight pounds, and, um, and looked like two forty, <laughs> <laughs> and still do. <laughs> um, in the, the last few months, I've been around like one hundred ninety three to one hundred ninety five pounds. So wow, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's so crazy how. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> check, fact check this guy. He's walking around looking like a bushel of grapes. <laughs> Telling us he weighs one ninety. Um, yeah, but so so bench did, and did that correspond with where you lost the most size in that in your weight? Yeah, yeah, I think so. They say that in general with cutting, right? Like um, even with powerlifting, when you're cutting for powerlifting you lose the most size and strength off off your your bench your upper body yeah do you know why that is 
probably i think one of the things like the actual size of your chest might have something to do with it like if you lose a lot of weight or you know water weight whatever it may be like you have to go through a larger range of motion uh probably changes the leverages a little bit that was always the lift i was most sensitive to um performance fluctuations when i would cut down same thing from like 197 to 183 on like a two-hour weigh-in my bench would take a big hit um but it's like you know you have to ask yourself is the trade-off worth it with the competition that i'm doing or whatever it may be and that was like for world so it was my last meet that i cut down for uh, to I, uh, 83 kilos 83 kilos yep that's so funny that you competed against simon too <laughs> uh, so you, you came first you won worlds and simon came second and i knew simon before i knew you and then when you were out here he was like oh, that's who i lost uh worlds to and uh i was like wait you guys are the same weight class it's like simon looks is really athletic looking and he's muscular but he's obviously he doesn't look the way you look and he's like yeah somehow <laughs> but when we competed i was like there's no fucking way this guy's <laughs> in my weight class. It's so funny. I don't know how. I don't know how that like how that works. There's got to be some sort of like you have like lighter bones or something. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't matter. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. So, what are your your long term plans? Are you gonna stay down here in Miami? Yeah. Yeah. At least uh, another year, two years, and then uh, kind of reevaluate and see. Cool. What are your, what are the things that like fall into that evaluation for you? Uh, so my girlfriend, Candace, she's actually the CMO for hybrid, um, which shout out to her, this, that whole prep, she flew out from Arizona for the fight, uh, took care of everything for me. I didn't have to think with the, especially the, the weight cut, um, you know, took care of the groceries, made sure I had everything I needed. Um, I remember like six weeks out, she made like a shared note with me with uh, little like quotes and things to like keep me focused and inspire me throughout the whole prep. And she's incredible. I just wanted to give her a shout out. But uh, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, uh, she might be moving out, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we, we've been trying to convince her for a couple of years now. So, but, but I really hope you get it done. Because <laughs> <laughs> having her here, it's great. The business just works different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she's changed the whole way we do pretty much everything within the business. Her, Simon, and, uh, Cap are invaluable. So good, nice catch. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the main thing, originally the gym, I, I absolutely love the gym. I love Kareem. I love all you guys and, and being around, um, we're like going, going in and like, training hard that's the standard that's like the norm Mm -hmm. it's really hard to find yeah and having that community um it's something i i've experienced it to varying degrees but nothing like like this and that's what originally drew me down and i still love it so i i'm definitely planning on sticking around yeah we're very lucky and it's cool to have all the different um like aspects uh, or the different like categories of of fitness and combat sports you know, I, I'm in there, and even though I'm not uh, Olympic weightlifter anymore, I see those guys, they're all pushing towards gold, whether they're re- recreational athletes or they're guys, you know, or girls fighting for national team spots. Um, you know, they're all they're all working hard. Everybody's there to get better. You know, everyone's showing up consistently. Same with the powerlifters, same with the fighters. Um, and it's just, you know, that 
that was a, my, my biggest goal when we opened the gym in the first place, the first little one. I don't think you were ever there. No, I never visited that one. No, it's just a little 2,000 square foot uh, place. Somehow uh, it looked enormous online though. Um, and people would come to the gym and be like, what? Like, this is it? Because it looked like the way we filmed it, it was like so, I don't know, separated. You'd only see a small part of the gym at a time. Um, but yeah, that was the goal was just to have a, a, a training environment for myself and for Steffi to, that we wanted to show up to. Because it, it is hard to find, you know. There's a lot of places that you can go to that have powerlifting equipment or have, you know, a boxing setup. But even, you know, that there's that enormous boxing gym uh, just down the road from us, Fight Club. You know, and going in there, it's like it's a great facility, had a ring. It had an entire room that was like the size of this this whole warehouse, uh, just filled with heavy bags. Like this was so overkill, had everything. But it was just like, you know, n nobody other than our squad would use the ring. It was before we had a ring at Hybrid. Yeah. Uh, you know, people are on the ellipticals and like, you know, those chicks in like the onesie suits. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, time and place you know <laughs> you don't want this maybe that to be the vibe when you're about to have a sparring session or whatever so um at every point along the way we sort of just added the things that we were doing and hoped to attract people that were competitive yeah in those things and uh it's been cool that, that it's worked out you know it's also nice like to have the option now i haven't competed in in a little bit in powerlifting so kareem's always like on my case you know to bro, we got to start boxing again. And I'm like, every once in a while he, he convinces me or he'll, he'll catch me when I don't have an excuse to, <laughs> to wimp out. And then I get in there and I die. I'm like, oh yeah, this is really hard. <laughs> this, this is why it was I stuck to weightlifting. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool, man. And it's awesome to have you as a, as a part of the community. You definitely bring it up a level and the intensity you bring into the gym is inspiring and you know, the consistency and I know how hard it is to one uproot your whole life two, uh, you know, show up in a new environment and, uh, three switch sports and go a different, different direction with things. So, uh, kudos to you. It was awesome to come watch you fight and, uh, I'll be at the next one too. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. It's been a, a really fun challenge and I think that's really the big thing for me. Um, I'm proud of this whole whole process, the whole journey, looking back on it. Never missed a session, showed up every day, gave my best every day. And that, that's really what it's all about. You know, it, and when you can do that, it teaches you so much about yourself and how much you're willing to push into something. And it really builds your confidence too when you can continue to do that. Um, and yeah, that's, thanks again, man. I, I appreciate that. Oh, no sweat, man. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's probably the main thing that I use, uh, Charlie underscore Barbell Medicine. And, and you mentioned yeah. a little bit about uh, what you do, who you work with, but what's your? Why don't you? Let Absolutely. The know? I'm a so I'm a strength coach and rehab clinician for Barbell Medicine. So I uh, work with folks dealing with pain-based issues a lot. I consult with them. Uh, for example, someone has like pain in the bench press, for example, I might consult with them, see what their training looks like, see, you know, if they've seen other providers, different narratives they've been told and 
give them advice. A lot of times folks will sign up for rehab programming and can help them work through that and kind of get back to, to the things that they enjoy. And I, I work with a wide range of people. It's not just limited to powerlifters or people we want to get. Um, you know, I work with ladies in their 60s and 70s who want to pick up their grandkids and just be on a, a basic exercise program to get healthier um, and get in shape and, and those sorts of things. So that, that's rewarding for me as well, um, getting to do that line of work. Um, so yeah, and that's uh, through barbell, barbell medicine. Awesome. Yeah. Well, if you're a human being, you're gonna be in pain at some point, no matter how well you take care of yourself. So when that inevitably becomes you, listeners, give this guy uh, a shout because he's one of the best in the biz. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. No sweat. Thanks for being on. Absolutely. It's an honor. All right. Yeah, that was 35. Yeah, 35. That's, yeah, that was what I was shooting for. Uh, intro? Yeah. Uh, you just have to say anything.